Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, Good afternoon, Delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colican District, 88.7 FM along the coast and streaming online. My name's Joff, and uh, welcome, Max. Hello. How's it going? Good. <laughs> Had a uh, good week? Yeah. yeah you been up to mischief or uh, anything in particular? Not much, no. No, just uh, regular old school? Yeah. Had a busy weekend? Not really, no. Not really? Just lays them out? Yeah. Homework and stuff like that, or...? Still need to do that. <laughs> That's what they invented tomorrow for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so welcome to the show that is uh, all about lollies and sweet treats, and uh, to kick off the show this week, uh, we're going to check out what's new on the shelf, um, in the shops. What's new, Radio Max. Now, uh, it's been a while since we've had, I think, new chip flavours that haven't been from Smith's. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I've come across these this week. This is from the Calby brand, who I'll admit, I've never heard of before. Neither. Have you? No. They're an Australian uh, brand, and they're the same guys that make the Harvest Snap. So we've we've talked about the Harvest Snap uh you know, the peas and the uh, freeze-dried... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegetables and stuff on the show before. But they've now branched out into potato chips. <laughs> they look very similar uh, to Smith's Crisp because they are a um, crinkle cut. But uh, you'll notice a yeah, little a bit, bit of difference. Thicker. Yeah. So when you think of uh, a Smith's chip... Um, they're quite large usually. These seem to be maybe smaller potatoes that they've uh, chopped up. Mm-hmm. And they come in two flavours. Now, I'm not sure if you read the packet <laughs> when I spun it round or not, or whether you'll be able to guess the flavours, because they look very similar. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to see kind of blind test whether you can work out what they are. So... Uh, have have a bit of a I don't know whether you go the the sniff the lick the the chomp, he's gone for the crunch. So that was your left hand. I'm just remembering which hand I put which chips in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, what's your immediate thoughts on that particular one? I don't know what that has like. Not quite sure. That's the one that I gave you first, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to describe colour or any sensations? It, it's basically like, uh, looks like a Smith's chip. Mm-hmm. 
But it looks like it's got melted cheese or something on it. It does. <laughs> so these cheese, they're, they're, they're called melts. And the chips have melted cheese through them. Mm. So it's not just coated in a, a cheesy powder like other chips. This has actual melted cheese on it. Which, I don't know, that's blown my mind quite significantly. Because when you think of all the processes you have to go through to keep cheese fresh out of the fridge, I'm very sceptical as to how they're making this cheese safe for human consumption. I know it's in a foil seal pack, but uh, can you distinguish what the flavour might be for that one? No. No? That's like the flavours throughout the cheese too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a cheddar cheese that's been melted. I'll give you that clue. If you look at the, the chip itself, it's kind of got little flecks of, well, you can see salt. Mm-hmm. Any other flavours you can pick out? Not really. I'm think. getting kind of a tomato-y taste. Yeah. Not sure if that helps guide your thought process as to Is what... It like a cheeseburger? It is exactly a cheeseburger. <laughs> so this is cheeseburger-flavoured chips. They're called melts. And it's potato chips drizzled with layers of cheese. Ah. Uh-huh. So uh, on the back of the pack it says, each crunchy crinkle-cut chip is loaded with a mouth-watering flavour combo and then drizzled with creamy cheese. Um, so this particular flavour has kind of a, a pickle, onion uh, combination flavour with a little bit of tomato base to it. Uh-huh. And then the, the cheese makes it a cheeseburger. The promo on the front of the pack is that they've got the chips with the actual okay. sliced veggies in it <laughs> to represent you know, what the cheeseburger would look like. But um, when we're looking at the sugar content and stuff like that, uh, it's 2%... Uh, sugar overall, which you would expect in a chip because it's mm-hmm. not going to have a very high sugar content, despite the cheese. Uh, saturated fats are 23%, and sodium is only 7%. So, strangely, not as salty as you'd expect from a, a potato chip. Mm-hmm. But um, in a, they come in a 170-gram bag... But they're suggesting the serving size is 28 grams. So technically, there are six serves of potato chips in this one bag. Ah. (laughs) Which is quite deceptive, because when you look at that packaging, you would assume it's just, you know, bagged yourself. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But, um... It's got... It's actually quite dense, like when you look in the packet. Yeah. A lot of uh, other chip brands have a lot of air in their packaging, yeah. which uh, tricks your mind. But this is, uh, I'd nearly say, three quarters full of chip. And because the potato chips are smaller... It fits a bit more. Fits a lot more in there, yeah. Okay. So that was cheeseburger. Uh, do you want to have a go at the other flavours? So there's two flavours currently in the range. Tastes a bit salty. Salty, right, okay. But any other flavours giving you a hint as to uh, what they might be? Just the cheese taste again? Literally, <laughs> that is all it is. So this time it is just cheese flavour. 
they've they've not gone very adventurous. Two flavors. One is cheeseburger. One is cheese. <laughs> uh, can you taste the difference between the two, though? Yeah. Yeah. So the uh, the cheeseburger one. What's the difference? You can taste a lot more flavors in it. Mm-hmm. But in the original cheese, it's basically just cheese and salt, salt and potato. Yeah. Um, a reasonably consistent layer, though, of um, salty flavour. And then, yeah, that drizzle of cheese leaves kind of, I don't know, tracks, would you call it? Yeah. It, it's not a fully coated chip. It's not like if you have chocolate-covered peanuts, for example, where the whole thing is dunked in. Yeah. This is just tiny, tiny little dabs, Yeah. I guess. Otherwise, you would have a lump of cheese... <laughs> In your packaging, the uh, same sort of distribution of uh, salt and sugar in the packaging. However, the cheese one is only five percent sodium, where the cheeseburger flavour was seven. So uh, a little less salty, despite the the taste. Yeah. Um, but uh, when it comes to the percentage of fat and stuff, pretty much exactly the same. Fourteen percent. Total fat, 23% saturated. So uh, what are you giving it with your uh, thumbs there, Max? Two thumbs up for both. I don't know which one's better than... Yeah, they're they're quite Moorish. If you're a fan of any sort of cheese-flavoured chip like cheesels or um, cheese and onion, they're uh, quite unique in that it's got actual cheese on it. It's kind of almost like nachos where you'd be dipping them into a cheese sauce. Yeah. But these are the potato chip itself. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what witchcraft <laughs> they've come up with to uh, to keep the cheese fresh. But once opened, you do need to uh, consume in a cer- certain time frame so that it, you know, remains crispy. Yeah. Uh, and they just recommend storing in a cool, dry place. So uh, we'll stick those up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. If you've had a go at the melts, let us know. What's your thoughts? Or you can text in 0439 329 We'll take a quick break. And then we'll be back to talk about this week's topic, which is the uh, recently renamed and rebranded Red Rippers. <laughs> time and afternoon delight for us to have a look at this week's topic which has a bit of a uh, checkered history <laughs> it's uh, red rippers now, what do you know of red rippers max used to be redskins they used to be redskins so uh, there would be generations of people who have grown up with redskins uh, throughout their life but uh, over time, redskin became a derogatory slang term for Native Americans and First Nation Canadians. Therefore, it, it's only in the last couple of years that this has happened, that it's actually changed the name. The complaint was first made back in 1996 to the New Zealand Advertising Standard Complaints Board, and it's taken such a long time for there to be a flow-on effect for the the actual product to change. So... The product itself hasn't changed. It's just the name that has changed. Like a lot of other different products. Well, that's right. We've talked about various um, 
a controversial named lollies like fags becoming fads. Yeah. Uh, we've had Eskimo pies, uh, which are now, oh, what are they called? Like uh, snow snow pies, I think they're called, the ice creams. Um, but there's a lot of them out there. And so the original complaint uh, was in relation not to the Redskin Lolly itself, but the way that the advertising was portraying uh, Indian people from the Americas and... It, it, it goes all the way back to their football teams. They had a, a team called the Redskins, which had a uh, traditional headdress-clad uh, Indian chief as their mascot. And so from there, it's just spiralled with um, the football team declaring that they'll no u- longer use the term Redskins associated with their franchise. And then Allen's Lollies, who are the owner of the current Redskin brand, uh, rebranding in 2020 alongside Chico's, uh, which have now become Cheekies. And so the Allen's Nestle Corporation changed to represent a more inclusive nature. So the company said the decision was made using uh, nothing to marginalise friends, neighbours or colleagues and that the names have overtones which are out of step with Nestle's values, which is deeply rooted in respect. Therefore, uh, they changed the name on the 16th of November 2020, and the new name for Redskins is Red Rippers. The packaging bearing the new name became phased in over early 2021, and there are occasional uh, times you'll come across a Redskin in a, a mixed packet of lollies, uh, even now, as things are being phased across, but they have completely rebranded from Redskins uh, to Red Rippers now, and they have no um, cartoon character to go with it or anything like that. Unlike the uh, the original branding, uh, which came under the Wonka brand at one point during the the late nineties, early two thousands, so it, it's bounced around a bit over. Who owns what? But uh, the Allen's Nestle conglomerate <laughs> is the ones that uh, that made the call. However, the rebranding to Red Rippers didn't come without its own controversy because Red Ripper is actually the name of a Soviet serial killer from Russia <laughs> who attacked at least 52 people and and killed them. So... I don't know who in the marketing department hadn't, you know, Googled the name Red Ripper prior to the product being relaunched. And again, I'm not quite sure how the naming uh, came about, but to make sure that it's as far away from the Soviet serial killer name, instead of calling them Red Ripper, it is Red Rippers with a Z at the end. So um, it's it's changed quite a lot over over the years, um, but all in all, it is still a red raspberry flavored chewy lolly. Uh, did you grow up much with Redskins in your yeah. lolly bag? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to ask the question then. My generation did it. I know my parents' generation did it. How, what did you do with your Redskin when you were eating them? Just 
keep chewing and chewing and chewing. Because they were always so hard. Yeah. Uh, we used to make mouth guards out of them <laughs> as kids, where you um, kind of put them in your mouth and make them a little bit malleable and then press them up against your teeth. Uh, that was the, the only way to kind of make them less hard because... And then let them disintegrate. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> they, they had the... Similar to minties, they had yeah. the reputation of, you know, taking out a loose tooth or a filling quite easily. Yeah. So um, the, the Redskid brand um, is gone away from the Native American traditional headdress packaging. Uh, There was a more neutral red character released in the 1990s, but uh, now it's completely phased out to this red rippers. And um, I think, you know, it's probably a positive move. A lot of companies are now becoming more inclusive and seeing the era of perhaps an older, uh, an older way where things might have been accepted but uh, now people are you know taking that step to right the wrong so to speak but uh, that is today's topic the redskins let us know uh, your thoughts on uh, redskins or memories of redskins did you do the same thing and make uh, (laughs) the redskin mouth guard and uh, we're going to take a quick break we'll be back to put the spotlight on the redskin with a bit of a taste test and uh, check out these New Zealand Nestle products. But uh, here in Australia, they are Allen's. It is time for us to uh, put the spotlight on the Red Rippers. Um, As we said, in the history, they've been around since the uh, late 60s or so, and uh, originally created by Mastercraft, which was the company that made the Lifesavers lollies. The uh, early packaging has changed quite a lot. So originally, the uh, the it's a waxy paper kind of wrapper, which mm-hmm. uh, had pictures of wigwams and um, Indian chiefs uh, as their redskin branding. But uh, that would change over the years to become the Red Ripper, which we have in the studio here today. Uh, we've got two different versions of the Red Ripper, the only two that it comes in, to be honest. We've got the, what do you call it, the stick version? Yeah. Yeah. And then the uh, the mini chew, which comes in the Allen's chew packs. Which is basically a block. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they're in a mixed bag with Milko's and Sherby's as well. You can't actually buy, I don't think, the, the, um, the Red Ripper chews individually in their own pack uh, okay so what do we start with the the big long stick one so yeah. <laughs> this was the one that I remember as a child being oh so very hard have they changed it much over the years oh they certainly have yeah. <laughs> it's softer it's a lot softer it's still that bright although that said I remember it being redder as well this is more pink mm-hmm it's like a bright magenta, would you call it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, why why is it not called pink rippers? <laughs> but anyway, the uh, the consistency is a lot more. It's still, I don't know, firm to the touch. It bends by itself, though. Yeah. Whereas back in the olden days, it was definitely a lot more of a solid stick 
that would break your teeth if you yeah. weren't careful. It's quite chewy now. Mm -hmm. Still that very strong raspberry taste. Yeah. Chew, chew, chew. There's not quite any other loy that tastes like a red skin or a red ripper, I should say. Yeah. It's almost like if you'd been able to condense red cordial <laughs> into chewable form. Oh, do you mean? Um, as I say, it's not as hard to chew as I remember as a kid. And it's not because they've been kept in a, a warm room or anything like that. It's quite wintry outside at the moment. So they've obviously altered the recipe to make it softer. Mm -hmm. I wonder if they had uh, many complaints <laughs> with kids growing up of, ow, that hurt my teeth. What's your thoughts on the uh, Red Rippers? It's good. Mm. Yeah. Good flavour. Yeah, it's consistent. Like, you know every time that you eat a Red Ripper, it's going to be that very raspberry taste. It's quite strong. It's mm -hmm. not like a sharp hit of flavour. It just lingers in, in your mouth. Yeah. Well, if that's how soft the the bar one was, I wonder what the chew is going to be like because it's a more condensed form. As you said, like kind of a little block. About the size of a minty. Oh, gosh, it is so sticky. Is yours? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it is sticking to the wax paper. Which I don't believe it should do. <laughs> That's the whole point of wax paper, is that uh, things don't stick to it. Okay, have a munch on that. Let me know what you think. I'm not going to be able to eat mine because I dropped it. <laughs> the middle is a bit harder than the stick oh, one. Okay, so it's got a solid center. But the outside is just completely soft so it was so chewy i it's almost ruined my childhood memory of redskins that was that was why you bought them to uh see who could bite down you would make indentations into a redskin with your teeth mm -hmm. and you would be able to see where your teeth were when you pulled them back out uh because that's how strong and how solid the original redskins were before they've become red rippers Mm -hmm. Were the Redskins always that hard for you growing up as well? Yeah. So they've definitely changed it. <laughs> definitely. Uh, between the Red Ripper uh, stick form or chew form, other than the shape, is there any major difference? No. Yeah. Pretty much exactly the same product. Yeah. So it uh, doesn't matter which form you eat it in. It's going to remain the same no matter what. Uh, pretty good taste. Uh, again, thumbs up, thumbs down. What are you giving your Red Rippers? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. As, as good as our melts chips from uh, earlier in the in the show today. Well, um, we'll take a quick break here on Afternoon Delight. We've shared up on the Facebook page a an article that was written by Good Bad Marketing uh, when the original... Uh, changeover was happening. Uh, 
So uh, about nine months ago, this particular article hit the internet. Uh, it was a, the original article itself was published in September 2019, but was updated with the change of Chico's and Redskin. So they actually feature quite prominently at the start of the article. There's also information there about the Scallywag slash Gollywog biscuits, um, or the fads and the packets of fags, lollies, the Chico's and Cheekies. And uh, there's a few others there. Uh, the most recent beyond the change of the Red Rippers was the Coon Cheese, which has now become uh, Cheer yeah. Cheese. So uh, all that's up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. And uh, feel free to uh, let us know on the Facebook page or by texting in uh, your memories of the what is now the Red Rippers. We'll be back with our sweetest tune, so don't go anywhere. Time now on Afternoon Delight for our sweetest tune, and considering that uh, the change from Redskin to Red Ripper was uh, one that some people saw as political correctness gone mad. I think uh, this particular tune has merit <laughs> both in title and in uh, some people were literally seeing red over the change in name. But in all honesty, it's still the same product. You're not missing out on anything just because the name's been changed. Our song this week uh, comes from the New Zealand art rock group Split Ends. And as we said... The, uh, the Red Rippers in New Zealand are produced by Nestle. Here in Australia, they come under the Allens brand. But uh, have you heard the Split Ends I See Red song before, Max? I don't think so. Possible. It's one of those ones that you might have heard and you don't quite know you've heard it. It was released back in 1978, so it's well before both yours <laughs> and my time. But it was their second song to achieve top 20 chart positions. And uh, it is... Uh, one of those songs that, you know, you end up tapping your toes to. Apparently, uh, when they were recording it, Tim Finn said it's a one-off thing that they did at Startling Studios, which is uh, Ringo Starr's studio from the Beatles. Uh, it used to be John Lennon's place. The engineer out there got to know us, liked us, gave us some free airtime when the studio wasn't being used. And so they made this song in a, a Beatles studio, which would have been a bit of a buzz for them. Uh, so let's take a listen to uh, I See Red by Split End. That there is the Split Ends with I See Red. This week's sweetest tune on Afternoon Delight. Uh, had you heard it, Max? I don't think so. Don't think so? Oh, there you go. Mm. Uh, now you have. <laughs> it's, um, as I said, one of those ones that uh, it's a bit of an earworm. It has uh, got that repetitive chorus and stuff like that to just remind you. It's almost like they had a certain number of syllables they had to get into a song, so just uh, rinse and repeat. It's a very catchy tune. 
Uh, let's take a look back at last show where we were looking at the Riverport Beverages range. Quite a lot of different flavours there. We are asking, uh, what's your favourite? Uh, we've got ginger beer, creamy soda and lemon lime spider coming out on top. Plus, uh, the recipe we shared last time was a uh, traditional lemonade. But as we said, could quite easily be a, a warm lemonade for <laughs> the winter months. Not sure whether you'd want to be settling down to a cold beverage as the wintry rain is thumping at the, the windows or not. Yeah. Probably looking for something warm instead. <laughs> We're not really going to help that uh, all that much after the break when we uh, share this week's recipe, but uh, I guess you could try eating it warm. Yeah. Yeah. Might be a bit sticky. Yeah, might be. <laughs> we'll be back after this. <laughs> Time to get in the kitchen, Max. What are we cooking up today? Red Ripper's Lamingtons. So, yeah, very much a uh, different twist. I guess these are like the the raspberry jelly cakes almost. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so what do we need? 200 mils of thickened cream, 14 Allen's Red Ripper's, 450 grams of sponge cakes, 450 grams of icing sugar, 50 grams of butter, 125 mils of hot water, 130 grams of desiccated coconut. So it's sounding like a pretty uh, foolproof lamington recipe mm-hmm. with the addition of the red river. I'll be interested to see how they incorporate that. Place the cream and six red rippers in a heat-proof bowl over a saucepan of simmering water. Cook, stirring often for eight minutes or until the lollies have completely melted. Pour the cream mixture into a separate bowl. Set aside for 20 minutes to cool. Slightly then place in a fridge for two hours to chill. So that'll give you a kind of a raspberry cream? Uh-huh. Use an electric beater to beat the cream mixture until firm peaks form. Spoon one quarter cup full of the mixture into a piping bag, fitted with a small fluted nozzle, set aside, Use a large serrated knife to cut the brown crust off the sponge cakes. Place one sponge cake on baking tray. Spread over the remaining cream mixture to cover. Place the remaining sponge cake on the top, then transfer the tray to the fridge for one hour to firm up slightly. Sift the icing sugar into a bowl, add butter, pour over the hot water to melt the butter. Stir until smooth. Place six remaining red rippers and extra cream in microwave safe bowl. Microwave on high, stirring halfway for one minute or until melted. 
Stir until smooth, then stir in the icing sugar mixture. Cut the assembled sponge into eight square pieces. Spread the coconut over a plate. Use two forks to carefully dip a sponge square into the icing mixture to coat allowing the excess icing to drip back into the bowl. Carefully roll the sponge in the coconut pressing to coat. Transfer to wire rack. Repeat with the remaining sponge squares. Icing mixture and coconut place in the fridge for 15 to 20 minutes to set. Line a baking tray with baking paper. Place the remaining red rippers in a microwave safe bowl. Microwave on high, stirring halfway for one minute or until melted. Stir until smooth. Use a swiping motion to spread each dollop with the back of a spoon to create a brush stroke effect. Set aside for 15 minutes to set. Pipe a swirl of reserved cream mixture on top of each lamington. Then decorate with the Red Rippers brush strokes. So they really are going to town with these Red Rippers. They're using them in the cream, in the outer layer with the coconut, as well as a uh, decoration on top. And the photo that uh, goes with this particular recipe from Taste.com, they look amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. It's not your traditional, uh, you know, raspberry jelly cake or raspberry lamington, call it what you will. It looks very decadent indeed, kind of high tea sort of stuff. Uh-huh. The uh, the brush stroke Red Rippers certainly set it off. We'll post that up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. If you'd like to have a bit of a go at it yourself, we're almost out of showtime, though. We're going to have one last quick break, and then we'll be back to open up this week's Kinder Surprise. So stick around on OCRFM. It is time and afternoon delight to open up this week's Kinder Surprise. Max has got the foil layer off, popping open the chocolate and down to the plastic capsule. What have we got inside there? Uh-huh. There's stickers. <laughs> I can hear some plastic dropping on the table. Uh-huh. We got a piece together or is it a all in one? It's a piece together. Okay. So that's a bright green, kind of roundish piece of plastic you got there, flat piece. Is this like a Beyblade sort of thing, maybe? I don't know. Oh, no. I thought it's got uh, kind of jagged edges to it. I thought it might be one of those rip string things, which would have been very convenient if we had a red ripper show and then a red <laughs> drawstring uh, toy. But, uh, okay, so there's, what, four of those? Three green things. Three green things. Then, uh, oh, okay. It does have a spinny edge to it. There's a black rotating 
piece that Max is attaching the green edges to. Fidget spinner. Ah, fidget spinner. There we go. That's what the stickers are for. Uh-huh. Cool, cool. What's on the, the is it purple sticker that you've put on the green there? Yeah. Has it got a particular picture or? No. It's just a design thing. <laughs> Little pattern thing. Excellent. Well, there you go. And that brings us to a close here on Afternoon Delight once again. Thank you very much for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And as always, if you want to get in contact and suggest future episodes or if you want to get involved with our Bring It Back campaign where we're looking for some of your childhood favourite snacks that no longer exist, uh, get in contact with us. Head to the Afternoon Delight Facebook page or email lolly at ocrfm.org.au Stick around here on OCRFM for Australian Music is Bloody Great coming up at 4 but otherwise all things going well we'll catch you next week from 3 bye bye see ya then you know the night is always gonna be there anyway thinking of you's working up my appetite looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of love on you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight Afternoon delight